Welcome, perfect stranger. My name is Valérie. I see myself as a nomad with deep roots. I'm fascinated by our cultural differences and at the same time by what we all have in common. The more I meet people from diverse backgrounds, the more I learn about myself and the world. In this podcast, I would like to give you the opportunity to experience it by stepping in somebody else's shoes for a moment. Hello, today I'm very happy to welcome Lea from Ivory Coast in West Africa to Kazakhstan. And can you imagine I was the only black woman in the entire city, Astana, everybody knew me. And later on in different countries, she learned to use emotional intelligence to befriend strangers. She shares her secrets with us because, hey, who wouldn't want to feel home everywhere? Among the six universal emotions, my favorite is joy. So everywhere that I go, even if it's for the first time or I don't know anybody, I just smile and it's so contagious. For me, home is my heart. I connect with people heart to heart. So, are you ready to listen to her? Good morning, Valerie. Welcome to Perfect Strangers. So I met you just before COVID-19 at a meeting. I never saw you again because of the situation. But I still remember your laughter and your energy. And today we will speak about your secret to feel home everywhere. So I propose that we begin with a summary of where you grew up and why you left. Thank you, Valerie. I'm so excited to be here today to, to be interviewed by you. I was born and raised in Cote d'Ivoire, West Africa, and I left my home country to go to Paris and to study economics and sociology at the university. I enjoy being in Paris where I met my sweetheart. My husband found a job in Kazakhstan and I followed him and I lived there for four years. Kazakhstan, that's kind of a very exotic place. Yes, absolutely. And can you imagine I was the only black woman in the entire city, Astana? Everybody knew me. For me, it was very fascinating. And I really enjoyed being the star in a country because I was the only one. And everybody believed that I was uh, Whitney Houston. So I was very, very famous in this country. I can imagine people would stop and ask you. Now, at that time, people didn't have phone to make pictures, selfie with you? No, it was uh, from 1998 to 2002. But I had a lot of autographs to sign. And I have a beautiful story that I would like to, to share with you. One day, my phone kept ringing and ringing, and everybody wanted to reach me. So finally, I picked up the phone. A bunch of people were telling me, Leah, you need to meet somebody. I said, what is this guy? So I did a little of research on him. And he was a very good-looking, well-educated American man. 
And this guy told me, you know, I am a black man, so you're not anymore a black person in the city. I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, the man knew he heard of you and he called you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So it was so hilarious. You know, we laughed. And he told me, uh, I would like to reassure you because I will stay here only for two weeks. I said, thank God. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's really funny. He said, ah, I won't take you the, the glory for too long. Then you will be exactly. <laughs> the only one again. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but he was a nice guy. So yeah. Kazakhstan, how did you manage to get people to know you and appreciate you and just not stop at how you looked? You know, like you looked very different. So I guess they were curious. But how did you manage to win their heart. I don't know if I can say like that. Yes, absolutely. You know, I have a secret weapon that I want to share with you and it works everywhere that uh, I was able to, to go. I'm sure maybe you will talk about emotional intelligence. Among the six universal emotions, my favorite is joy. So everywhere that I go, even if it's for the first time or I don't know anybody, I just smile. And it's so contagious and people just like me for, you know, being so happy. Smile, you're right. It's a great weapon because babies begin to smile when they are born. And I think even blind babies smile. That's really completely universal. Even if you don't see, you do it. So Correct. you smile and people smile back at you because you have this beautiful smile. Thank you. And that's exactly what my husband told me when the first time he saw me. (laughs) (laughs) It's useful for everything then. (laughs) Exactly. And I have to admit, you know, I've been in a very hard situation because I work all the time at the World Bank and I had to go on mission in uh, some post-conflict countries and uh, solve some difficult situation with tough people. And I was just smiling and Nobody wants to harm a happy person. So it works at, you know, different situations. Every time it works for me. So even if in difficult situations when there are lots of tensions, to smile, uh, it works. Absolutely. Every time. 100%. Yes. It's true that people don't smile enough. And to be able to create a connection very simply with somebody else, that's really great. So you stayed a few years in Kazakhstan. And then you moved to United to States? Paris. To no, Paris. I moved to Paris where I finished my PhDs because I was still a student and I published books. So I was very busy. And my husband found a job here and I follow him again. <laughs> but in Paris, the smile worked the same way that in Kazakhstan because we have this idea of Parisians as people who don't smile very much. This is a very good question because I don't look at what people people think or doing. I, I, you know, I am myself, so I try to be me. <laughs> and if they don't want to smile, it's their problem, not mine. But I will not change my way of uh, <laughs> of being. You said, I remember that from the time you were born, you see pictures of yourself from when you were a little girl, and you are always smiling on all the pictures. I think it's a gift. Now I recognize that, yes, I don't have to make any efforts to smile. And I guess also that when you smile, people can feel it's honest. They can feel you're real. Yes. And I'm smiling because I love people. I just love people. Don't ask me why. 
that may be why I became a sociologist, because I want to learn more about different culture. And I'm more interested at what people can give me and what I will offer to them. So I guess that's another one of your secrets. It's like if you smile and people can feel that you love them genuinely, then why would they be aggressive or not nice with you? I mean, or can they refuse that? Absolutely. And I will also add to some traits that I really practice is uh, humility and curiosity. By humility, when I meet uh, strangers, people that I don't know, I am humble enough to tell them, I don't know anything. I need you to teach me your culture, to help me better understand you and your culture. And everybody loves to be important. Everybody loves to share you know, what they have, which is the most important is the culture. And culture is something that I'm passionate about. That's the third <laughs> weapon, I would say. Are you going to make a list? I think people who listen to this episode should make a list because the fact to be humble and not judge people on their culture, you know, to come very open and not like, oh, what are they doing that? That's strange, you know, uh, that's not the way I do it. If you can come completely open and ask them questions and make them feel that you're interested, really. I mean, it's another great weapon. And you told me that you were even doing that when you were going on missions with the World Bank. Yes. What I like is to adapt to the environment. I was able to sit on the ground with local people, eating with my hands, or to go to see one minister, you know, in the big mansion and having the very well good manners. <laughs> I have this ability to be part of any kind of environment. Because as I said, I love people. I love to connect. I'm passionate about life and human being in general. I guess it's also a form of respect that you have because if you go to a new place and you do as the other people do and you're not thinking, oh no, I, you know, I need a chair to eat or I can't do this thing like that, then you show them you have respect for their way of doing things. Exactly. Yes, and I enjoy it. That's the most important. And as you said, people feel when you're not faking, you know, you are real. And for me, you know, every experience is so unique that I'm 100% on it. Wow, that's really impressive. I would like to be like you, to have this ease in adapting and being welcomed by other people. And I think that's a great quality you have. Thank you, Valerie. <laughs> I appreciate and it. I, I really mean it. And you said that, I guess, because of that, you never had any issue with racism. You know, the fact that you're a Black woman was never a problem in all these different places where you had to go, or because you followed your husband, or because you went for professional reasons. I have a question for you. Did you know that Black is a generous scholar that embraces all colors in the universe? Yeah, it's true. It's the mix of all the colors. Exactly. So I'm more interested at who I am. What do I value? How do I value myself? Than what people think about me. So the color Black is generous. So I consider myself as a wonderful and generous woman. That's the most important thing for me. And I have a lot to give and to receive from others. So I'm not focused on what people will think, 
do you think I'm black? I don't want to minimize, you know, other people, you know, feelings. But what works for me is I'm so curious about life. I'm so passionate about love. Why I'm going to be focused on something that is important, but I am more than a woman. I'm more than a black woman. I'm more than a human being. I love, I will quote um, Karl Popper, a science philosopher, who said, true, true ignorance is not the absence of knowledge, but the refusal to acquire it. So I don't want to die ignorant. So I have so many things to discover. And right now, one of my passion is quantum physics and that we can apply to human being and how the brain operates, you know. I don't know if I responded to your question, but... I think so, because what you mean is that you know it exists, racism, but you will never be defined by it. And if people have their own opinions... I mean, it's not going to touch you because you are a human being and that's how you introduce yourself to the world and that's how you want people to see you. And if some people don't see you that way, it's their problems. It's not yours. Yes. Thank you, Valerie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I understood what you said. You you phrased it very well. So, yes, exactly. And also, you know, I think that the most important thing in life is to find a purpose. I think we are here on earth for a mission. And I'm more f- focused on uh, how to become a better version of myself. I'm interested at sharing my knowledge and my experiences. And in the meantime, I'm very open to receive what others have to offer me. And the more I give, the more I receive. And I'm so happy. That's the most important thing for me. I can't imagine there would be wars on earth if everybody was like you, you know? The fact to love other humans being and to be always looking for the positive side of things, to embrace differences. These are very essential things. And I just want to add something uh, about humility. One of physics uh, Nobel Prize said, the more he discovered, the more he will realize how ignorant he is. So if this guy is so humble to say, you know what, I don't know. I just need to go further. There are so many things to discover. Not my only one person. And I think everybody should be on the process of learning more than who they are. And when you talk about war, I think it's, I will summarize with ignorance. When you don't know your neighbor, you don't know everybody, you want to control, you want to be powerful. And for me, for real power, you say, you know, knowledge is power. The more you know, you feel free. You mentioned curiosity. Curiosity is very important because with curiosity, you are open to learn from other people. And the more you are curious, I guess, the less you can be intolerant. It's another of these weapons. Yes, correct. (laughs) I mean, weapons, I'm not sure it's a good word. It's more tools than weapons. But it works, you know. Weapons, you can use tools to defend yourself. and, And I'm very realistic. I'm using weapon because we live in society or country or world. 
with a lot of dangers or adversity. So by being realistic, you can use it as a strategy also to fight. As I said, you know, when I was in a very difficult situation, I used smiling or joy to just disarm <laughs> my opponents. So because when uh, people talk about joy, they think, oh, you know, they're living like a, a wonderland. No. So it's a tool. We can be a weapon. Exactly. And there is a, a sentence you said that really struck me. You said, there isn't a place where I'm not home. And I thought that's really the key because you have lived in different places. You have been in different situations. And the fact that you can feel that, it means that you can interact with people everywhere and feel completely at ease, not having any fear about misbehaving or things like that. So... Yes, for me, home is my heart. I connect with people heart to heart. So I feel home everywhere. Okay, a last question. I interviewed a person that said that food is very important because it's a way to be with people and around food, you can discuss and relax and get to know each other. So what do you think about that? Does food have an important role for you when you are in new places to, to get to know people better? Everywhere, even at home, you know, you're sharing. It's a social life around food. But I will go deeper. For me, food is, of course, nurturing your body. But I like to also nurture my soul. We need food too. And the best food for the soul is planting a seed to nurture your, your mind, your body, and your soul. So food is not only for me, something that you just get. <laughs> <laughs> food for you is not just a piece of brie with a glass of wine. It's more than that. <laughs> Absolutely. But if you have to imagine you meet new people in a new country, what would be a good setting for you? I will ask them, what is the best setting for you? Because they're no better than me. I will start from that. That's very wise. That goes completely what you said before, that you adapt and uh, you are very humble when you arrive and you try to see how they do things. It's great. Leah, would you like to add something to what you said? Some piece of advice or some anecdote or something? Uh, I just want to say that I really enjoy being interviewed by you because you were brave enough to ask me very direct questions like uh, being a Black woman. And I hope my story will be some inspiration for others. But as I said, it works for me. But I'm sure people can really think about it the importance of how they present themselves with new people. And the first thing you said, you said smiling. That seems obvious when you say it, but people don't do it often because they are stressed when they are in a new situation. So they are not in a position to smile and that's the thing they should do. So, you know, they should relax and... Yes, but as I said, you have to know yourself, you know, better. How do you value yourself? And I'm so proud that I don't even think what people will think about me. So it's very easy. 
you just do it and, <laughs> and I, yeah and that's it that's also very you said I think that's a very good point too because you know who you are so as we were speaking of being black you don't care if people think thing about you because you know deeply who you are so it won't touch you as much as somebody would have less self-confidence and then would be influenced by the way another people will treat her and I think that's a very essential thing as you say and I told you black is a generous color so I should be proud <laughs> having all the color on my for myself <laughs> and you are a very colorful woman I have to say <laughs> thank you Thank you, Leah. I mean, it was very insightful, everything you said. And I would say it's a good lesson of how we should be and how, what we can work on. Because, you know, as you said, you were a very positive child, very smiling child. But I think everybody can go there if you work on yourself and you practice. It's not something like, oh, too bad. I was born that way. And well... <laughs> And everything is a choice, you know. You can see the bottle half empty or half full. And I chose half full because it's resonated to me and it's helped me to be a better person. I want to hand uh, by quoting Einstein, who said, the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing and expecting to have a different result. Yeah, I like this one from Einstein because it's... Exactly. It's so... It's, <laughs> Often like that in life, you repeat things and it's true. <laughs> it doesn't work. You change strategy. You do something different. That works, right? Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not always easy, but you can do it. <laughs> I'm not the only person who has this uh, philosophy of life. There's so many works about happiness. There's a research center, you know, in Yale. So just... Read and you will see, you know, what works and what doesn't work. That's why knowledge is so important. Everybody should be knowledgeable. And especially now with uh, internet, there are no excuse. You don't have to go to the library. Thousands of documents. And I read every single day. Because as I said, I'm eager to learn still. And to be humble, to know that you don't know. I, I don't know. I need to learn. There's so many discovering. The last 30 years, and how the brain functions, how the emotional intelligence works for us, not against us. It's a powerful tool. You cannot focus on the negativity. You cannot always blame somebody else. You have to take responsibility of your actions, of who you are and what you want to embrace. That's each individual responsibility. Exactly. I completely agree with you. Ignorance is not an excuse anymore. I mean, it's true. We have access nearly everywhere, not everywhere, but to a lot of information. So, And don't expect somebody else to do it for you. <laughs> Thank you, Leah. It was very insightful. I really enjoyed having this time with you. And voila. Voila. <laughs> Life goes on. So good luck with all your research and everything you are doing now and hope to speak to you again in the future. Bye, Leah. Bye. Thank you so much.